Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Andy Staple Show and Friends presented by Sling Talking TV with Nicole Auerbach and Ari Wasserman. Nicole, it has come to fruition. You and I have talked about this for months. The idea of a Big Ten TV contract with no ESPN. It's happened. How did this happen? Well, first of all, Andy, in addition to our consulting that we should do on coaching hires and athletic director yes. hires, we should probably also be media consultants because we did see this coming. I mean, obviously, there's a possibility that ESPN would not be one of the Big Ten partners, but it's also pretty wild that we are finally at that stage where ESPN pulled out of the negotiations. And like it's stunning because it's been 40 years that these two entities have been partnered that football and basketball games have been on ESPN all that time. But I, I mean, I think we could all see that the big 10 has been invested in this relationship with Fox. Fox was part of the entire process here. Serving this essentially is, this as feels like it's been coming for 15 years. Well, that too. We, and we can talk about that too. We can talk about the impact on playoff expansion and, the Big Ten voting against expanding early, which would have allowed ESPN an exclusive window to renegotiate for extra games. There has just been a lot of moves as the Big Ten has positioned itself, strengthened itself, diversified its portfolio, and now is essentially going head-to-head against ESPN. I mean, it's ESPN has aligned itself with the SEC. They have exclusive rights to the SEC. They have exclusive rights to the ACC. They had split the rights. Like, obviously, Fox and ESPN had shared the Big Ten rights. but And the Pac-12 and, the, and the Big 12. Has, yeah. And if Fox has the, you know, 60% majority stake in the, in the Big Ten rights and has been sitting in meetings and has a say, and the Big Ten ends up going with Fox, CBS, NBC, and some sort of streaming package, probably with Peacock. I mean, you're, you're really, like, that's a seismic historical decision by the Big Ten. I, I it is amazing to me because I think back to that great Teddy Greenstein story in the Chicago Tribune. It was in 2011 was a story, but I think all the, the the action happened around the creation of the Big Ten Network. And basically, Jim Delaney, the former commissioner of the Big Ten, got mad at an ESPN executive named Mark Shapiro because he felt like he'd been lowballed, and basically said, "You know what? I'm going to create my own network, and I'm also going to get a record-setting premium rights deal on top of that." and it was kind of met with, yeah, yeah, whatever. And there was at some point, there was a bottle of champagne sent from Shapiro to, to Jim Delaney. He gets the Big Ten Network launched and sends it back to Mark Shapiro and, and basically says, I did it. See, I did it. And you knew then that it wasn't ha- all happy between those two entities. But the thought, and this is where I think this is the biggest thing, because this says so much about how we consume television now how we watch how we watch games why we why we watch what we watch 
you couldn't not have ESPN 15 years ago. You yep. couldn't not have ESPN six years ago when they did the last set of deals. People would be like, oh, well, nobody will ever talk about you on SportsCenter. Well, here in 2022, who cares if they don't talk about you on SportsCenter? I, I think it's it's actually a little bit even more interesting than that because I wasn't sure like two years ago, a year ago, would you have said that too? I mean, like I've been asking people for two years now, is it, is someone willing to walk away from ESPN? Like, is there anyone who's willing to do it? Is this the time? And even like a month ago, someone I trust very much in this space said, we're getting closer, but I don't think it's right now. And it is right now. And it is. Yeah. And and to your point about SportsCenter, I think about the way I consumed that in college. Every morning I put SportsCenter on. And it I was watched when it five episodes a day. Well, I was going to say, remember when it would repeat? So it was great. Like if you, if you started yeah. 10 minutes late, you just watched 10 minutes into the next hour. And like, yeah. that's where you got your highlights. That's how you knew it was happening. That is so not how people consume these things anymore. But we all have also gone like, not full circle, but we've gone from phases of like, okay, BTN and, and um, households that, you know, already pay for cable that you can loop in and pay this fee to it, to add a channel to now the point is like, yes, uh, the big 10 wanted once like the big channels, like these games are going to mm-hmm. be on big Fox, big CBS, big NBC yeah. in their prime windows, because that's where people are. And then yes, there might be a streaming package that you have to log in and pay separately for, but it's also like, it, 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 that's also even a different consumption habit than six years ago and the way that mm-hmm. these deals have been structured 10 years ago. Like that, going straight for the, the big ones, the big audience, and then supplementing it with other things is different than, okay, let's prioritize FS1. Let's prioritize, you know, all of the ESPN channels um, or TBS over CBS, like the basketball tournament has done. I mean, like that whole thing has also shifted. So it's just a very interesting deal. And it says a lot about, to your point about where the industry is right now, but also live sports and the rights and, and who is interested and who is competing, who's investing. You've got to think that CBS and NBC are going to invest more in their coverage of college football now. I was on a radio show on uh, Tuesday morning and the host uh, asked me, well, if the Big Ten's not on ESPN anymore, a lot of fans are concerned with the fact that they're not going to get the coverage that they used to get. And they used like the NHL and, and and how they didn't have the rights for all these years and how ESPN kind of ignored it. And it didn't even feel like hockey was a sport for all those years. And that there is a concern that the Big Ten now will get less airtime, whether it be highlights or discussion or whatever. And like, I just like thought, like, who cares? Then I didn't know well, if it, that is all that would do is like, chase people from ESPN. If, if that's and the it's case, like, if they do it, it's that like way. too like you get to a certain point in your career, like when you're a young journalist, right, where where you work you know, matters to you. Like the brand of the thing matters to you um, because it legitimizes you. And then you get to a certain point later on in your career where you are the legitimizing factor. And I don't know if this is a recent development, maybe it's because of expansion or whatever, but the big 10 is the thing that legitimizes whatever channel it's on. Like, I don't think people need ESPN or to be talked about on ESPN, like Michigan, Ohio state, Penn state, these big brands that are in this conference don't need to be the main conversation of whatever show was on ESPN on that day to be, um, you know, the main fixture of college football discourse. So, you know, one, I always thought that SEC bias and all those things were stupid because, you know, I think SEC just had a lot of really good teams. So they just talked about them a lot. But I just don't know if it's just the way that people consume sports in general anymore. It even matters 
Like it, it used to matter what ESPN was talking about, and now I don't think it matters at all. No, I, I think about it. I mean, think about what you consume, whether it's sports, news, how, however you do it. The conversations that I find myself getting sucked into are on podcasts like this one or are on somebody's YouTube channel or are on a story that, that I read on The Athletic or something 24-7 did. I, I don't necessarily have to go to a TV, one TV channel for that anymore. It's just... It's like Nicole said, you know, when we were in college, and I remember when I was a kid, like, you guys may have been a little too young for this, because I, th- I, I was probably in high school when this happened. There's that crazy Texas high school game where one team has, like, a huge comeback, and then there's, it, it was like, the most nuts ending of any football game ever, and, like, the announcers were crying. I remember sitting at home, just sitting on my couch, like, gotta watch sports center again so I can see that again. Like... I can right. watch that a hundred times on YouTube now. Well, I don't have to do it. And I don't know. Like well, I'm sure me and Nicole, like since we're similar in age, probably had very similar, you know, memories of this, but I always like watched college football in the one or two games that I could get, you know, based on the region of the country that I was in. And then I always remember thinking like, I have to be in front of the TV right when sports center starts, because I want to see what happened everywhere else. And it's like yeah. now in the world of Twitter and, and online, uh, information like you've seen the most interesting highlights nine thousand times before the games are over. Like you see the highlights it, of the it, games while the games are happening. Right. It's 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 like uh, it's we're so customized. Like to Andy's point, that you're able to get what you're interested in coming to you, and you don't need a general sports programming entity to select that stuff for you. And I just feel like they're like you know again who. I guess my dad maybe still does this, but like he's the only person I know who leaves ESPN ESPN on during the day. So he'll catch college, you know, college football daily or uh, is that the name of that's the name of the college football live. See, we can't even remember the name of the show. Right. But that's the thing that that show used to be the tone setter. Right. And he, you know, and then it mattered if like PTI had a segment on Ohio state or whatever that was. And again, these are also like, I think back about different, there was just different habits, right? Like sports illustrated would come, I'd read it cover to cover that cover story of sports illustrated that week set the conversation of sports Mm -hmm. that week. It's just, it's, it's all different now. And I just think it's so customizable that, that, that stuff doesn't matter as much. And if people are tuning in, part of the reason everyone says like live sports are so valuable is because you can't DVR it, right? Like you can't miss it. it it's happening in real time. It will get spoiled. Yep. You won't have the same communal experience of watching it with people or you can't have your second screen, whatever it is. But like in order to to do that, all you have to do is watch the live sporting event. So people can, can have shows around this stuff. They can advertise the products and the games that they're going to broadcast. But a lot of people... Are just tuning in for the games, right? And so, right, and like, then I'm the, back the on back on my device it. and watching custom content. Yes, right, or reading other things and 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 catching you know feature videos or whatever. Like, there's just so many other avenues for for consumption. So, I, I mean, I get that point. Like, like it, it was a very real thing for for hockey. There were like no hockey highlights in the top ten. I mean, it was as if the sport didn't exist. I think about the Olympics. Like, they don't ESPN doesn't have the rights to the Olympics, so they don't do a ton on the Olympics. But when Michael Phelps breaks a bunch of world records, they do cover that. Um, and so again, it's it's sort of like, you're not gonna not 
cover Ohio State as a playoff contender. Maybe you're not going to go to Columbus for game day. Like that, that will certainly not happen if you don't have the rights. But it's not like the NFL. And I know the NFL is much bigger and even more national. But like the CBS pregame show talks about what happened on a game that was on NBC because they have to because they're well, the, the NFL about it because- forces them to play nice. Like because the NFL is right. such a a you know big fabric basically it's one big fabric. Fox has to treat ES NBC games with respect and ESPN games with respect and and CBS games with respect and vice versa. But even if, and it, but even if you're not thrilled about them, you still have to cover like the playoff contenders, even if those games yeah. are on someone else's. Those network. guys also all have playoff games, which I think is is sort of the next iteration of this, and we, we'll get to that in a little bit because. If multiple entities have the playoff, multiple inter- entities are incentivized to advertise the playoff all year long instead of just the one who has it. But we're going to. Can we'll I ask a, a dumb a, question? Oh, okay. You, you take your break, but I have a dumb question. Yeah, we're going to take a small break. When, when we get back, Ari's going to ask a dumb question. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, actually, I'm going to ask a personal financial question to both of you first, and then the dumb question. Okay, woo! If you want to watch something, not even sports, is there any thought whatsoever of, like, I'm just going to pay whatever the $9 or whatever it is a month to watch the thing that I want to watch? Like, I, I don't know, because I maybe I'm, like, weird, but, like, I'm... If there's a show that I want to watch, and it's on something I don't have, I just buy it. Yeah. Do you, wait, you, buy like, the, you buy the show, like, on... On Apple, he's like saying, on you can always cancel it later. But like, yeah, I'm like saying, the, if there's a show that's on Peacock and oh, I don't have Peacock ch- and I want to watch it, I'll just yeah, buy it. I, yeah, you're I a do, churn guy. You, you'll you'll that. sign up and watch. Yeah, yeah. I've like done I think that. I've yeah. probably spent more money on on streaming services now than I ever spent on cable because I'm like, I've got Amazon Prime, I've got Hulu, I've got Peacock, I've got everything. Because if there's a show that I want to watch, um, I want to watch it, and I'm gonna. And it's like, it doesn't bother yeah. me. So like. That is the question that I was wondering too of like just like everybody's always talking about how much things cost, but I think that you know, like people like at least in our similar age bracket probably are similar because everybody likes to pick and choose what they watch on demand at all times. But the question I have, and I just got a text from a, a reporter um, that asked, and he goes, honestly, does anybody actually care about any of this? Is this an interesting yes. conversation for college football reporters to have in August? Um, or do most fans, from what I can tell, are just kind of like, tell me where to watch the game and then I'll watch it. Now, I want to preface they before feel, you... They feel that way, yes. But I do think there is significant animosity toward ESPN by a significant group of people. There are people who believe that ESPN is in the bag for the SEC. And it's funny because sometimes there'll be ACC fans will feel that way, even though ESPN also has exclusive rights to the ACC. But 
it has felt a lot like with the Big Ten, it's it's almost like Fox News and MSNBC. Like this is my team's channel and this is my team's channel. Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe that's true. I, I think the most interesting thing about this, just as a casual observer of the sport, is what do the television contracts and the money involved in them mean for expansion and the positioning mm-hmm. that these teams are going to be in? I just don't know if there's a random Purdue fan somewhere in Indiana right now going, crap, I have to watch a game on CBS now. Like, well, they, there, like, there's no, there's no. some SEC I mean, fans so- going, oh, God, the song's going to play before Michigan State USC now and not before Tennessee Georgia. I know, but in well, five Andy, years, it'll just feel normal. Got them all, Andy got oh. them all riled up about that immediately. So that yep. the song, the song issue, it was all Andy. But no, so I think, Nicole, I think Nicole, the, my do. first two tweets after the news broke were, by the way, one, the song's not staying with the SEC. It's going to the Big Ten. Two, remember Gary Danielson is a Purdue grad. Yeah, so you know, Andy personally decided to stir a lot of this up. But okay, so so Ari, to your question, I think that a lot of the business of college sports was not something fans cared about for a really long time. Like I remember mm-hmm. when Michigan fans started like chanting and wanting Dave Brandon fired. And I was like thinking to myself at the time, wow, I don't I feel like it's it's rare that like a fan base is so passionate and angry about the athletic director in the same way that they would a coach that they wanted fired. And that wasn't that long ago, but it feels like everything has escalated where athletic directors are, are household names, conference commissioners. Like we, we mm-hmm. talk about the conference commissioners a lot more, think about them a lot more than we ever did. And I think that that has led to some of the tribalism that has now, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's come in, in the conference level where now again, Everyone's nervous about like the future of college sports, but fans in the SEC or the Big Ten are like, well, our schools are going to make this much money. Therefore, like we're going to be positioned to do the X, Y, and Z or to poach schools. Like to your point about conference expansion, we're going to be the ones to be the actors and not reactors. We're not going to be the last ones left standing. Mm -hmm. Like I think all of that has just accompanied the business of college sports becoming more publicly consumed. And like people are paying attention to this and arguing about this and Ralph Russo, our friend at the AP, who you had a some people's friend with recently, Think some people's friend. friends, not every, yeah. not my friend, not everyone's friend. He's my acquaintance. This, um, yeah, on this podcast, acquaintance slash like maybe frenemy, enemy, yeah, frenemy. Enemy. Frenemy's the word. Frenemy, I think frenemy, because I think you'd be you'd pretend to be nice to each other if you if you saw each other in person. Each other. But I think like over over the screen, it's it's more of an enemy relationship. But yeah. he was someone was complaining about this to him. And he said that we are the bearers of information. Like we, like you're, you're shooting the messenger if you're upset about people talking about this that much, because people do care. I mean, this stuff matters. I, I always explain like I, I have to cover a lot of dry stuff, right? When you cover the business of college sports, but it always explains how and why things happen. And I just think that more of that has been paid attention to by fans and members of the media, but fans as well over the last 10 years as a lot of yeah. that stuff has shifted. I think that it's an interesting dynamic because the television deals right now are coming at the most sensitive cross section of evolution of the sport, you know? So like, as it pertains to the money involved and who's getting what and who's positioned from a television standpoint to get the most money long-term, I think is an interesting discussion. And I, for one second, don't want you to think or anybody to think that I think the business of college football is boring. My question was more so about 
like, do people care where they watch it? And like, if you think that there's like an emotional tie to the CBS sports music, I'm sure that there is, but like in five years when it's big 10, that's, what's going to feel normal, right? Like, and in five years when USC and UCLA have been in the big 10 for two years, that's going to be normal the same way that Maryland and the big 10 is normal. Now things are always strange in the beginning, but then you get used to it. It's like when you move into a house for the first time or an apartment, and you're like laying in that bedroom for the first time. It's like, this is kind of weird. You know, that feeling that first night in a new place. And then like six months go by. And of course that's like the most home you've ever felt. You know, I just kind of feel like that's the way it is. So I think, uh, I think people may have an emotional attachment to like the song and certain announcers and even possibly game day, like the idea of having right. game day come to your campus and like what it meant to get picked to do that. And again, maybe that, maybe that's not the same if you're, you know, Ohio state and game day was coming to your campus like twice a year, every year. And it just like, wasn't as special as like the first time it was. But I, I, I think overall, I agree with you. Cause again, I am one of these people who open, you know, turn on the TV for the game. Like I'm not, I'm not consuming a lot around it. So it's like, especially now, right. That's what we were just saying. Like we don't, we watch the live events. Like I, I don't watch sports center or any of the programming that ESPN has ever. But if there's well, a game if, on, I'm I'm there. So if so, you're, so if you're I, using, I don't know that it'll feel that different. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. If you're using Sling, for example, like it learns you. So let's say you're a Big on, Ten yeah. fan, you're and you're going to NBC and CBS and Fox for games regularly. Your home screen, those those are going to be the channels you see. Right. If right that's when what I you turn on my TV. It just says uh, you're a degenerate right. loser gambler. Uh, yeah. This is a random yeah. sporting event that's on right now. Watch it. I don't even know what channel it is half the time. Well, right. No, that's what I was going to say. Now you can also just like search by sport. It doesn't even tell you like you you can yeah. talk into your remote. Like You don't need to go to the channels themselves. Although, again, I think part of the reason Big Ten did the deal the way they did was they think that people are going to like Big Fox, CBS, NBC and not like those those you know, other versions of those channels. Well, more people but have those I, channels because they're basic cable, right? Well, they're, they're yes. over the but, air, uh, but over the air, gravity right? Yeah. Over the air. But so I think, but I think that's different than even just like, you know, you, I can get to ESPN plus games by opening my TV, right? Cause I, I'm logged into those things and it can easily find those, but I'm also a sports writer and that's like a totally different, um, you know, TV viewing experience. But I, I just think, I think that in general, People will watch things where they are. I mean, Notre Dame fans, especially older ones, were really frustrated about the Peacock game last yeah. year, right? The exclusive Peacock game. But did people figure out a way to watch it? Did I? I was at a, I was covering a different game. I think it was Oregon, Ohio State. And I pulled it up on my computer and figured out a way to watch it, right? Like, that's what people are banking on with any of these things, that consumers can change their behaviors. I, you know what I do think is going to be weird? It's going to be like in the middle of winter on a Tuesday or Thursday, turn on ESPN, expect to see a big 10 basketball game. And that's not there. Like th- there's going to be some parts yeah. that are going to be weird. Yeah. And yeah. so, okay. Ferris asked this on the, on the live chat on the YouTube stream it says no, no ESPN game day anymore. And I'm assuming in the big 10, I will point out though, game day has been going think- to games that, that were CBS three thirty games in the sec yeah. for a long time. Like they don't necessarily avoid games just because they're not on ESPN's air. I am curious to see if that changes. Now, Fox's strategy is a little bit different. They're going to the big noon Saturday game, whatever that game is. Yes. So it will always be a Fox game that they are leading into. I wonder if they get territorial about space around the stadium and where you set up and all that. I, I don't know how that's going to work. I'll be very curious because 
you know, does ESPN lean harder into the SEC and the ACC because they're exclusive with them? I I do want to get to what this means for other conferences now that it seems certain entities have been satisfied and, and one in particular has more room for inventory. But Nicole, I wanted to ask you this because, you know, we've been talking about just tell me where to watch the games. So what isn't it? What will a Saturday in Big Ten viewing look like in 2023? Okay, well, let's say 2024 because okay. CBS still has the SEC for right, 23, the SEC so we're not exactly sure yep. what that's going to look like. So let's yep. say 2024. So it's going to be the big noon kickoff game. So Fox gets the first pick, best game of the day in the Big Ten will be on Fox, probably. Um, and then CBS at 3.30 and NBC at primetime. So, like, it's going to be, I mean, you're going to, and and we don't know. So I, a lot of people kept bringing up the idea of an exclusive window, right? And that was very important to the Big Ten. So I think that that means that you might not have those networks, like, have counter-programming against their big game, right? So, so Fox is going to get, Fox is going to put all of its energy into its Big Ten game at noon. CBS will do the same for its 3.30 game, and NBC will do the same for the night game, plus their Notre Dame package. Um, and, and that's what it's, it's going to look like. I mean, I think you're going to see, you could see games on FS1, BTN. Again, I think, I think Peacock, I think there will be some number of games that will be exclusively streamed on Peacock because it's already part of the NBC package, but like that is a dream Saturday schedule for the big 10 Fox at noon, Mm -hmm. CBS at three 30 and NBC at nighttime. And I, I think that they think that that's going to be huge for them that we already have seen, right? Like the big noon kickoff leading into the Fox game that has actually shifted a lot of the way that even ESPN has counter-programmed with the new oh, time slot becoming yeah. way better than it used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, all the ga- all the good games used to be against each other at prime time and that has totally shifted. Um, yep. And so I think that, I, I think that that's the dream. That's what they're going to have. And, and that's what they want. I mean, the windows, the specific windows and being, where the most eyeballs are going to be on these linear channels and these traditional networks, that was the goal, and they got that. So, okay, the elephant in the room here, and, and Kenneth Thomas brings this up on the live stream, this is the Big Ten play for Notre Dame, isn't it? Uh, with with NBC in the boat now, and NBC being the, the primetime thing, and I can imagine NBC sort of treating this almost like they treat the primetime NFL game the next night. Give it that level of production and that that firepower, and yeah, that's my hope that if they do that. And well, and and the thing is, it's probably coming off a Notre Dame game, so you're gonna right. get a. This will be maybe the third best Big Ten game or the second best, depending on the week or however that works. But you're gonna have a Notre Dame game, home game, you know, seven times a year leading into that game. That's gonna be a big day for NBC. Yeah, and. I think the way that you can think about this too, I mean, again, a lot of our commenters are, are pointing this out, right? Like this, this positions you even better for, for the, the right. Notre Dame sweepstakes for whenever they don't want to be independent anymore. But like you're thinking, okay, now you have a relationship with NBC. NBC has a relationship with Notre Dame. Can't they put their mm-hmm. weight behind that a little bit? Like, hey, Notre Dame, it's yeah, time, right? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Push that. So I, th- I think there's just, there's other ways. There's ways that the Big Ten can continue to position itself in the best possible way. Like there's no way that this relationship with NBC hurts. This only helps your odds and chances of getting Notre Dame someday, um, someday soon, someday medium term, someday long term, whatever that is. I mean, you have a direct financial relationship 
with the entity that has the direct financial relationship with Notre Dame. It's it, so let it's me ask you this, Nicole, so you know what it's like, because like right now, just so people understand, because I had a hard time parsing through all this and like you're right on the yeah. ball on this. So it'll be the second best game in most scenarios, right? That, like they don't get the best game. It, so we don't know exactly how the draft and how this is going to go, but it's an A package. Like Fox has the A package. So that's the best games. And then we actually don't know yet, right, Andy, between NBC and CBS, if they no. have this, essentially the same deal so like or they would alternate. We don't know when, who's... In 2024, when Ohio State's playing Penn State in a 4-7 game, uh, undefeated whiteout, like what channel do you think that'll be on? Noon. Fox. Fo- that's, they'll just yes. pick that's that for the big, noon, the big noon that, kickoffs that is, from now on? That is going to be their marquee game. That is going to be the Big Ten's marquee game. That is what Fox Biggest has brands. built up. They love it. They absolutely love the way it's worked. I know some fans don't like it. I know some some folks who you know want to tailgate a little bit longer don't like it. But just from from the way and Nicole brought up a great point. Like ESPN has had to adjust the way it schedules games to deal with this. Like you wouldn't have seen Arkansas Georgia last year at noon if Big Noon kickoff wasn't a thing. Yeah, it's just so, crazy so here, because Penn State's here, number here's one. Another ent- way- but that's what I'm saying, Ari. So, so like Penn State, Ohio State, any game that like we can look at a schedule six years from now and tell you what the likely whiteout game is for Penn State, right? Because like we know it's Ohio State, it's Michigan, whatever. Like it, it doesn't matter if like that year they're going to be in the top five, probably going to be in the top ten, top fifteen, whatever that might look like. So like those are the games where you know they're going to draft them, right? Like I think it's what's more interesting is like what if Michigan State has like last season has a surprisingly like they're. They're ahead of schedule. They're above. Like, they're still Michigan State, but they're not Michigan. They're not Ohio State. They're not Penn State. Where does that game fall? That is a game that could land with, like, NBC. Like, Michigan State, Ohio. Uh, Michigan State. What? Give me a good comparison, Andy. Like, who could they play that could end up on NBC? Maybe well, it's Michigan, uh, Michigan State, Ohio State. How about Michigan State, USC? Like, those are two okay. huge name brands when, when you put them together. And, yeah, there's a lot of that. The, the second best game in the Big Ten, in a lot of cases, is going to feature – either a top 10 team and a top 15 team or two top 10 teams. Like it, it's possible that that happens. Usually if it's two top 10, that's probably going to Fox, but you're going to see a lot of really good games. In so those Ohio State's going to be playing at noon. That's why, that's why, that's why they're paying. Yeah. That's why they're paying so much. Yeah. But Ohio State, but like those teams already are getting slot in the slip, like put in those time slots. Anyway. I mean, I, I think that, you know, like we saw Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, Nebraska, Oklahoma last year was a noon game, and it turned out to be a really good game. But like, it's there are certain schools where we just know, right? They're going to be top picks because you know the draw, which is again part of the reason that the Big Ten was able to command this much money. And obviously, it's going to be over a billion per year based on the numbers we've already wow, seen from CBS so and NBC paying three hundred and fifty million each, right? For not even the A package, but they're able to do this because, first of all, again, live sports are are valuable because you can't you can't do it another way. You have to be there. You have to watch it live. And the Big Ten has these brands that they know are going to draw. So that's why we can say some of this stuff is for sure going to be a noon a noon Big Ten game on Fox because a that's how they've been doing it for the last few years. And also you just know you know the draw for an Ohio State. You know the draw for Michigan. Like Michigan being good last year was really good for TV audiences and for the mm-hmm. channels that got to broadcast Michigan games. So the big yeah. time Big Ten games between two top five opponents when those happen will just never be at night anymore. They might not. They, look, if, if I Fox think there is will be some. Money, 
Yeah, I mean, and they the have to is, work out that way where one team's like unexpected, unexpectedly good. Well, it depends no, what how it would have to work out is drafting. Yeah, right. And that they, they are going to have a draft. Yes, they they will set up a draft order. I guarantee they're not charging this much money for them to always get the third or fourth pick. Like there, there, right. there will be opportunities for them to have, and that's what that's the way these things have worked in the past like, as like, well. Like Fox. Fox will get Michigan, Ohio State. That's the number one overall pick, right? But there's different ways. Like, we, we don't know, like, how they're going to figure out, you know, how, how which weekends or is it the whole season at once? Like, all of that stuff will allow for some of that. I mean, like, Penn State, we, you know, we're getting good comments from from Byron in the comment section. Like, he's making the good point. Penn State wants the whiteout at night. Like, yeah. there will be opportunities for some of these other partners. They're just not going to get Michigan, Ohio State, right? Like, and, that's going to be And this, awesome. by the like, way, is the, is part of the reason the SEC likes the whole all ESP and all in because, like, if they wanted a certain game at LSU at night, they can make that happen now. There's, there's a little more politics involved in the, in, in the way the Big Ten's doing it, but there's also a lot more money involved. <laughs> Well, and and so I, I want to circle back because I want to make sure we get to the the playoff expansion conversation, because the way that the Big Ten is setting this up with multiple partners is exactly what Kevin Warren has talked about wanting for the CFP. Now we know the reasons, the stated reasons for the Big Ten not wanting to expand early last winter, but one of the things Kevin Warren has always said ever since the day first day I met him and we start having preliminary conversations about like the big issues in college sports is. He spent a lot of time in the NFL. The NFL postseason has a lot of different partners who host different rounds, who are all invested in coverage of the sport 365 days a year now because they have those events. And if you expanded the playoff, if they got to yes in January and it was unanimous, there would have been a window where ESPN was the exclusive. There was an exclusive window for renegotiations. And Andy, we've had a lot of conversations about, you know, would, would it really have gone to ESPN? Would they have let somebody else in? Um, and kind of renegotiated about mm -hmm. like, you know, years into the future, get certain, you know, certain protections, whatever that might be. But the way that you do it by, by not expanding at all yet until the deal is up is then you can take it, have multiple bidders, multiple rounds, more games, more inventory. And then it again, sets up this idea where like, it's just, it, maybe, maybe you think that that's healthier across the board. And also it, it spurs more investment. Obviously it probably drives up the price, right? If you have multiple bidders, yep. that's going to do that. But doesn't it spur investment from all of those networks that now yes. have a piece of the pie at the end instead of the way that it's been, which is just it's an ESPN event. Um, ESPN already owns most of the bowls and ESPN owns the postseason. So it's right. just an ESPN Fo production. Fox currently has no incentive to promote any of that. None. And that's not good for the sport. Like if there's an NFL game on Fox, Fox is going to promote a playoff game that might wind up on CBS. Because Fox also has playoff games, and they want everyone interested in the entire thing, and so the idea of of selling the playoff to one entity again is insane. Like it's bad business. So Kevin Warren's been right about that the entire time. Like, the, and, and there are other there are other commissioners who feel the same way because there's more money in it, and it is better overall for everybody. Everybody gets more. Everybody gets more promotion. And it kind of makes its own gravy. Before we come back, I want to talk about what comes next for everybody else. Because now we've seen CBS replace that time slot that it lost at the SEC. 
We see NBC getting more into the game. What happens next for ESPN? What happens next for the Big 12, the Pac-12? We'll talk about that on the other side. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. we got to talk about these other, these other leagues now. So the Big 12 and the Pac-12, I think, have probably been wondering how this was going to shake out. Because who was going to be in need of inventory? Nicole, it, it feels like ESPN's in big need of inventory now. Yeah, so I think this is really interesting. And, you know, we've all been wondering what's going to happen with, with the Pac-12. And they opened their negotiating window early. And all this is unfolding. But if ESPN doesn't have Big Ten rights, first of all, there's more money available. Because they just didn't spend a bunch of money on the Big Ten. But also, you know, what else do you need? You've got the SEC and you've got the ACC. So you've certainly got a lot of East Coast football. Got some Central, some Central time zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may want to go out West. You may want you may want some Pac-12 rights. And, you know, maybe you want the Big 12 and, and the new markets that it's going to be adding into. But those are the next two leagues whose rights are up. Obviously, the Pac-12s are now. Big 12s are next. But you've got to feel much better if you're in those leagues knowing that ESPN did not just spend a bunch of money and and get Big Ten games because now they have more money to spend on you. And so I probably the Pac-12, I would say, because of the time slots. I mean, we think about this. We talk about this a lot. Stu talks about this a lot. But the fact that you can start games later in the day and they cover windows that, you know, you're not going to play a 10 o'clock game on the East Coast, like that is really, really valuable. And so, you know, you still have Oregon and Washington. You still have valuable brands in the Pac-12. Um, and so I think this is going to be a really big opportunity for them. You know, George Kodafkoff has also basically said, you know, tech companies are going to be involved in, in the Pac-12 meteorite space as well. But, you know, this is, this is a big opening. And you have to expect that ESPN is going to sign some sort of rights deal with either the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or both. Yeah, I, if you're those leagues, you just got to drum up some competition. Because unfortunately, 
NBC and CBS, which which might have been the competition for ESPN in, in a in a bidding situation, I'm not sure they're competing anymore. Like they they might not be in that competition anymore because they they've made a significant investment to get the Big Ten. So now you've got to you've got to hope you can get if you're George Klyavkov, hope you can get maybe an Apple TV or or somebody like that involved. I know everybody thinks, and somebody up there in the chat had had mentioned that that Amazon's kind of the 800 pound gorilla. Not really though, because Nicole, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think these people are going to overpay for these rights. I think they kind of know what they are. And so basically, if you're not competing with anyone, you can you can name your price. I think it's been really interesting because Amazon and Apple have both gotten more involved in the live sports space, but in different ways. Um, you know, Apple has that MLS contract. Apple also has Friday Night Baseball, which... <laughs> We've seen a lot of uh, consternation from those fan bases, right, right, about that changing of the way that they consume their games. Um, but then, Am- you know, Amazon and the commitment kind of build up towards the exclusive rights for Thursday Night Football. And they've been hiring a ton of big name people to be attached to their stuff. Like they're doing it in different ways, you know. And I think that's what's really interesting um, in, in terms of, of where the future is. But, yeah, I think, Andy, I think you're right. I mean, if you, you've got to think about this, too, from the Pac-12 perspective, I mean, ESPN's your best chance, right? Fox is Fox mm-hmm. just, you know, helped maneuver, you know, your two biggest brands in LA away from your conference. Um, so, you know, every, they, they've got to figure these things out because these are conferences like the ACC that are going to fall behind quite significantly behind the SEC and the Big Ten in terms of the annual payouts for school. So you're not only going to have to do as well as you possibly can in in media rights revenue, I think you're also going to have to get really creative in terms of potential other avenues to bring in revenue that's not tied to that. So that's also just secondary issues and and pressure. But um, no, I think I think that's what's 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 important. And again, I, I think everyone's a little bit nervous, like even within the Big Ten, you know, the perspective depends on who you talk to. A lot of athletic directors are nervous about streaming and direct to consumer, even though right now you could say. BTN plus ESPN plus like there's there's stuff on these platforms that you have to log in for but that's part of the reason like I keep thinking you know the more I talk to people the more I think Peacock's gonna have some exclusive games right at least it's attached to NBC it's Mm -hmm. not again adding a second streaming option whatever that might look like but but the people running these leagues want to get involved they want to see if they can have these direct-to-consumer avenues even if like, you know, it, it's going to be difficult to break in a fan base or people on campuses are worried about it. Like that, that is something that there's a little bit of a disconnect. And also I think there's a disconnect on like, you know, just open a blank check and, and write whatever it is. So that's going to be a really fascinating element for PAC 12 too, because they're obviously Silicon Valley's in their footprint. We, we kind of anticipate that if there's innovation in that space, like they would be ones to try it. The negotiation seems kind of, kind of interesting to me guys, because on one hand, the ESPN needs to, you know, bolster the games that it has after what just happened here with the Big Ten, right? But at the same time, uh, so the Pac-12 is in a good position or the Big 12 are in good positions there. But at the same time, too, how much can ESPN in good faith negotiate during a time in which you're not sure what those conferences are going to look like in four or five, six, seven years down the line? And it's like how well, much think, money I think can they you could probably have some say in that in, in terms of the length of the deal and, and everything else It that that maybe ESPN may try to dictate some terms on that. Not, not maybe not directly saying you need to have this member, this member, this member. But like, I mean, say, how does that work we, though? If they go sign the yeah. Pac-12 and then on a year later, Washington and Oregon are in the ACC, for instance. 
I know that's a banana land uh, uh, well, thought they, process. They'd but, be paying for that too. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But it's just the the negotiation rights. I think it's just kind of like trying to buy something in a speculative market is not always something that I would want to do with my money. You know, you collect yeah, football I think, I think cards. Andy's- I don't collect football I mean, cards. He gambles like that is inherently a risk every single time. Yeah, also, that too, you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like I but, wouldn't want to park my real money into like if you looked at my right, stock but, portfolio, but I, I think, don't have a bunch think, of garbage. I think you can protect against some of these things in, in the way that these contracts are written. I mean, I think part of what's going to be interesting about the Pac-12 is. You know, are they able to legally bind their schools together for some sort of commitment? Like, I mean, you can call it a grant of rights or not. I mean, no one's yeah. going to do anything like the ACC got their members to lock in through 2036. But like, could you get like a six year commitment, like the length of the media deal that the Pac-12 schools are going to sign? So Oregon and Washington are committing for that long. Um, if it is more open ended, you know, do you, do you write in things like, OK, so the, the Big Ten, everyone wants to know, are the Big Ten going to expand again? And I, I think what's interesting is like everyone's like, oh, you know, they the, there was this common sentiment that, oh, they need to do it before they do this media deal. But like, no, because you can write into the contracts that if there's a change in membership, you open negotiations again or it triggers X amount of dollars. Like you can do all of that stuff. So I think you can protect against yeah. those things in on, on the opposite way as well. Exactly, exactly. Before we started the show, Ari was showing us some some shots on his iPad. I, I don't know if if your future trainer. So Ari's going to be going to a personal trainer here in the next few weeks, uh, next few days, right? Friday. This is your wife's current trainer, correct? That's right. Do I understand that correctly? Okay, that's right. Will you be working out together, or is this going to be separately? I don't know what's going to happen down the line because I work out in a, a group right now. Mm-hmm. In or a like garage, I go to in a garage. Yeah, but it's a big garage and it's got a bunch of weight. I don't know. It doesn't, I don't have to work out at uh, at Lifetime to feel like I got to work out. And you, you should absolutely. Appreciate that. No, I um, listen. The dirtier the gym, the better. Did 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 this conversation just prompt a bunch of spam messages from a love yeah. chat XYZ yeah. adult? Yes, it did. <laughs> wow, okay. Big Brother is All watching. Right. Guess I'm gonna All have right. to bookmark that for That's later. For Ari. I don't know really what Ari, that is, I don't, okay. I, You know, I don't. I don't want you to blow. <laughs> Actually, it's probably, take my shirt it's probably off good or for what? <laughs> well, it's probably good for business for this trainer. I don't know that you should show his face. I can't say his name probably... or his face yet. I haven't even no, no, met no. the guy. Can yet. you just show the viewers his abs? Um, yeah. Let me see. Is if that I possible? Can, if I can t- take a just picture of just his abs, quick just sort of zoom in. It's incredible. Uh, I, I just, yeah. I, I would like to say that this is either very, very smart or very, very dumb because. The transparency of your wife being like, this is my trainer. I want you to meet him. I want you to get to know him. Either like that's really brilliant or dumb. All Britt wants me to do is get in good shape. She doesn't care who I work out with. Um, But he's a really good trainer. And apparently he's going to take a look at my body and he's going to make it look like these are the abs here. I mean, okay, there's like for those who are listening and not watching. This man has a 10 pack. I didn't even know almost as good as you're possible. No, oh, yeah. I, no. Think, I think there's twelve. Oh, there's twelve. So, okay. so is a is a solid twelve pack. Um, and <laughs> I'm looking forward does, to. I, well, I, I have to interview Amari because I need to know that you're doing the right things. As you, I worked as out this morning and I did squats and lunges for an hour, and my good. legs, as I sit here at this table, are shaking. So That's you know, I'm doing about. my best. I'm doing the lose it app thing. I'm under my calories every day. 
My yes. jawline is starting to come back a little bit. You know, it's going to take probably, you know, eight months or a year. But, you know, I, I'm committed and I feel like I'm I'm eating very healthy right now. So any good workout I can get in is good. And this person, um, you know, you can blend in a little bit on a group class where it's just like, you know, you a set, you're not feeling it like you can kind of. You know, I'm not saying don't do the exercises, but like when you have somebody looking at you and everything that you do, I'm just like four days of just mental preparation of like what's going to happen to me. Like I could die. I hope so. I I mean, I you hope, hope you don't I die. die? <laughs> no, I hope. No, that, I hope you don't, Ari. I hope you don't. I'll be rooting for your survival. I I want you to survive and thrive. I want your abs to look like this guy's abs. I don't think I, I mean, could that, ever do anything ever to have abs like that, but. Ari, that picture I posted on the cruise ship the other day before I put my liver through the ultimate workout, like, I never in my life thought I would have that look like that. Never. Now he lathers them with keels in the shower. I had to, you know. But <laughs> This show is very sexual between the two of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad somebody else I'm has finally noticed this. I'm complimenting. Somebody tweeted at me. He goes, you really get kind of weirdly attracted to all your co-hosts don't you and i thought that was really funny because my co-hosts are you bill and mitch um but i'm trying to <laughs> yeah, compliment I, I, you again i think you, you no, you make it very sexual you and andy the two of you the banter oh, okay well i'm trying i'll try my best not to well and that's that's why love xyz is is spamming our chat right Could now love because chat like, xyz wow. best adult dating site be a sponsor of the andy staples show <laughs> god i hope not <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you read those ads. Um, no, but, but like I know how hard Andy has worked, and I just I'm trying my best to be as complimentary as possible because I've noted the work, I've seen him work out, I watch his eating, I get the Apple Watch updates, and you know if I ever got like jacked, I would want people to be like, oh my god, you look great. So I'm just trying to pay it forward first because when and if that ever happens for me. I'm going to need sexual innuendo back toward. I, I'm telling you right now, when our abs look like that guy's abs, we're doing a tarp off episode. I would never wear a shirt 100%. again if I had those abs. I I would never, ever. I, would, I wouldn't own a shirt. I would I cover like the that. national title game this with my shirt off. This, this explains why all the guys on The Bachelor are constantly shirtless. Like on the first night, they're always yes. like taking their shirts off and trying to jump in the pool. Yeah. Every single person I, I on the say, bachelor takes their shirt off because they're jacked. Of course you do. That's the whole point of right, working out I'm that saying, arm. I'm saying. <laughs> right. I and and I never yeah. like until I got to, to to where I am right now. Like I never quite understood that because I like we had the conversation with Cole Kublik on the show about how how much we hated as kids like when you played shirts versus skins. But now mm. I'm like, oh, we can take our shirts off. Let's do it. It like it's it's instantaneous. So. Oh. We're going to get there, both of us, Ari. We're, our abs are going to look like that guy's abs. Just wait. Nicole, you've been working out a lot, too, though. You look great, too. Haven't you been working out? Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've been biking. I've, I've also been walking the golf course. Oh, which that's big. You, no cart for you. Dude, Nicole posts well, like, no, I also love bike rides that she's like, 19-mile bike ride through downtown Chicago. It's like, oh, <laughs> get it, yeah. girl. Well, first of all, I yeah. go on the lake. It's beautiful, but um, oh, yes, I did not have time today. This meteorites deal is really cutting into my available bike time. I was all dressed and ready to go this morning, and then the phone started ringing, and it was it was a no. But well, and also if you if you yeah, follow we'll Nicole on Instagram, she can mash it off the tee. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I've hit it. I've you know I've I've driven the ball 200 yards. We're getting there. Wow. It's better. It's better than I would right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot yeah, better than good. I would. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so, can we can we talk about my favorite comment of the day before we wrap up? Um, absolutely, GDP, go for it. Six eighty eight. Just ask. People are asking love chat. What? Who do they think should bid on the Pac twelve rights? And what do they think of the ACC grant of rights? And I just, <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. I would also like to know what love chat. I want love chat to respond. I, I do want love chat to respond. Like, imagine if love chat really has a nuanced take on the ACC grant of rights. It would be funny if it just all of a sudden was just they, like, they, actually. They literally only commented when Ari was talking about like going to the gym and now and they went away. They they sent four in a row. But as you stated, though, it did get progressively more sexual. I placed Andy in the I shower agree. five minutes after they saying, showed up. <laughs> I thought saying the word would have prompted some more some more spam. But, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I'll there. work this, on it. Whatever, whatever streamer ends up with a Big Ten game every week. This is the sort of information they're going to collect. <laughs> Good Lord. Nicole, as uh, as Tony just said in our live chat, you guys need to do this more often. We're going to do this more often. Nicole is bringing back Power Hour, and I cannot wait. And we'll we'll be made. Ari and I will be dropping in every once in a while, and, and Nicole is going to be do. on the show more often, and it's going to be so much fun. And what an elite name for a podcast, too. No question. 100%. Hour. Yeah, yes. it's, it's really good. Yeah. Okay, well, I guys, can't. These, lo- people t- these people commenting and asking love chat questions. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you need to love about. chat. Who should be the Big Ten and partner with Notre Dame? And then love chat knows who, who should be partnering with who. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's exactly right. Love, love chat's like, <laughs> bring on the ducks. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stevie Heisman, two weeks until week zero. That's right. Games are coming. One of them's in Dublin. Ari Nicole, it has been an absolute pleasure. We have a meeting to go to. We do. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>